Dad without a dad production. What about a talk show host? <laughs> talk show host, that's good. <laughs> I think I'd be good at that. I talk to people all the time. Someone even told me once they thought I'd be a good talk show host. Really? Yeah, a couple of people. <laughs> How do you get that, though? Where do you start? Well, that's where it gets tricky. You can't just walk into a building and say, I want to be a talk show host. I wouldn't think so. Hey! Hey, everybody, and welcome to L.A. Preneurs. That is L.A. Preneurs. It's a podcast dedicated to all entrepreneurs out there worldwide. I basically figured out that I was an entrepreneur a couple of months ago, I guess. I do a lot of stuff, and I started doing, like, from self-publishing to podcasting to production. Now, I literally work from home. I work for two big companies here in my little corner studio, and I'm able to provide uh, for my family. So I I realized, actually, a friend of mine told me that I was an entrepreneur, and I didn't think I was one. So when I realized that I was one, not only that I do voiceover, I do some acting on the side. I'm basically your typical L.A. guy that is doing 15,000 things. So not only that, I decided to do a podcast dedicated to entrepreneurs. So if you are an entrepreneur and want to be part of this great podcast, send me an email. Hello at josedelarroca.com. Hello at josedelarroca.com. So all I do is, um, you know, interview great entrepreneurs, whether you're an artist, musician, a self-published author, anything that you're doing uh, on your own and bringing or helping people. I want to know about you because... I want to share my secrets because I think that there's enough for everybody. There's a big pie for everybody. So I don't mind sharing my quote unquote secrets. So I want to interview you and maybe you could help other entrepreneurs out there. So today I have a great entrepreneur. She's a self-published author. Her name is Melina Jordan. So Melina, thank you very much and welcome. Thank you for having me. So basically, uh, you and I met online. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> and tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm here in Georgia. I started doing, uh, well, I started writing books last year, uh, starting with Wattpad. In fact, I started doing short stories, and it kind of turned into this weird amalgamation of spirits and dark entities and they started fitting in into a universe, so to speak. So I ended up publishing everything into a book uh, back in October 19th, 2020. Um, and now I've got two more books coming out this month in the same lucid universe. Amazing. First of all, uh, it's funny that you say about what up. Uh, I have a wonderful nephew who I consider him my son. I helped uh, my brother raise him when he was little. Uh, I used to live with them. Uh, I used to live with my brother. So I kind of helped them. Uh, you know, they're like my son and my daughter. And uh, unfortunately, he's like six foot already. I'm this little <laughs> tiny man of only five feet, two inches. And he's only he is only 15. And he's about almost six foot. And I remember when he was a teen, tiny little baby and I love him so much. And he he saved my life in so many ways uh, and mm -hmm. other things. But he always had a thing about writing and reading. So I think I encouraged him way too much to do writing. And I remember a couple of years ago, he started to 
just write on paper. And um, I was talking to him a couple of months ago and then he told me he had published like two books. And I'm like, I'm like, what is it about? He's like, ah, I don't think you would like him because it's about uh, demons and things like that. Because he's all into anime, of course, like any 15 year old okay. will be. Um, but he's writing a lot. And he told me he published them on What Up? Or I really don't know how to say it. As so many other things, I don't know how to pronounce them. But he <laughs> said uh, he uh, has them published on What Up? So can you explain to somebody like me? What is what up and how did that start it and how you could go from I guess an app where you post stories to become a self-published author? Well, Wattpad um <laughs> it's it's a place where you can actually uh publish episodes and chapters and you can publish it in like a book or you can do just single stories. Um they're they're After that, if you want to publish it into like a self book where you can sell paperback, hardcover, et cetera, even ebook, uh, make a, a decent profit, you can actually get all that over to Amazon. And Amazon has their own app to upload uh, your content. Uh, so that way you can sell it on ebook and paperback. Uh, Wattpad, the way they monetize things, they do it by tokens. And uh the book has to be completely published has to be completely done um but people have to pay tokens to read the book um initially the book is free i think it's up to wattpad if i'm not mistaken I, i'm probably wrong on this one uh but it's up to wattpad on if they want to monetize it or not um you can join their program but uh for me it was easier to take everything from wattpad to amazon and make a decent profit from there And plus, if you want a physical copy of the book, Amazon's a better way to do it because um, there you can sell your paperback. And they've actually started doing hardcover recently. So now let me ask you this. Uh, do you think uh, Wattpad is a good place to start just to see if you're doing things right or or if your story has merit? Yeah, actually, Wattpad's a good stepping stone. Uh, you can actually get a feel for uh, your fans and what kind of niche you want to be in. Uh, like for me, it was more of the paranormal. And I was able to see what people liked, what people didn't like, what was more receptive, what wasn't. Um, and they actually give feedback. So if a reader is reading a chapter and, they're, and they say, hey, this chapter was great, but uh, maybe there's something you can do to help it flow into the next chapter, you know, there's good ways to get feedback from your readers. Because you know how with Amazon, when you have a review, they can be just absolutely <laughs> horrible, abysmal, you know, it, it can be a little ruthless on Amazon, but on Wattpad, Uh, they can generate a, a good a good vibe. Uh, that way you can see what'll work for you, what doesn't. Um, so Wattpad's definitely a good stepping stone. Well, my book only has one review, and luckily, it's a good one. So <laughs> There you go. <laughs> uh, and the other one that is about podcasting, it has nine reviews, and just between you and I, like half of them are from my friends. 
Uh, so there you go. I don't know how people. I, I still it amazes me how uh, we uh, we you and I um, you know are in touch through Twitter, and mm-hmm. I tell people all the time how I'm here to help and uh, I want to interview you and I want to promote you and uh, if you have any questions, I'm here for you. I always throw my email. But this like Twitter verse and social media thing, it's just out of my league. I could be doing things wrong. I don't know what I'm doing right. So sometimes I know that people think, uh, uh, you know, it's just a game and things like that. And I see some people just, you know, shouting how much things they have and how many sales and how many and people begging for reviews, which is a different, you know, thing for me. I just threw my book out there if they like it they don't like it it's fine fine and i'm just here to help so it just amazes me all the time to see people on twitter bragging about how many reviews or just hoping for a review and then getting mad at people reviewing them but you know those reviews i don't take them seriously so it's just one of those things that uh, i guess what app is a good place for my nephew to start if anybody wants to like start a a a book that would be actually that's a really good idea to um is what app um a place for every reader or is is there a like a niche like i know my nephew's into anime into like you know his books are in uh angels and demons and things like that so you think uh is what up for Anybody? Yeah, Wattpad is for everybody. Uh, I mean, there are people that do like, uh, uh, what is it called? Fan fiction. And there's a lot of fan fiction on different animes. A lot of people like to do fan fiction on BTS. I don't know why. Not my thing, but whatever. And uh, there are people that do uh, romance, paranormal, occult, you name it, it's on there. Um, they do have filters, so uh, uh, such as uh, a lot of adult themes, such as some of the pornography stuff and whatnot, is a big no-no on Wattpad. They do emphasize this in their uh, uh, in their rules. Uh, some other things, of course, uh, severe violence, misogyny. You know the the, the big the big ones. Uh, they do outline all this, um, but yeah, this is for anybody. Um, you can have, you know, young adult novel. Uh, you can do, you know, somewhat mature. Like mine wasn't exactly for young adult because um, there are some dark themes in my stories. Uh, well, if there's a lot of death in my series, but we can go into that later. Um, but yeah, this is for everybody. If you want to publish a Harry Potter wannabe book, you can definitely do that. <laughs> you can do just about anything on there. There's a lot of really cool books, and they also have the Waddies. Uh, the Waddies <laughs> is like a uh, an award system. Oh, I thought it was like the fans of uh, what Pat or <laughs> no, it's like uh, think of it like the Academy Awards for books on Wattpad. Uh, that's, that's funny. really what it is. Yeah, it's called the Waddies. And by the way, if anybody is listening and wants to have a drinking game, just go and rewind this part. And see how many times I call what pad what up. So there you go. That's your drinking <laughs> game. Because again, uh, you every time I said it, you came back to no foo is what pad. And I was like, okay, I know, but I'm I'm bad at the beginning, and I'm 
I'm very it's I'm one of those things that uh, I have a good memory in like especially if it's uh visual like mm -hmm. I could remember your face if I saw you for five seconds and I'll remember it for the rest of my life I could go to one place one time and remember it for the rest of my life how do I get there tell me your name and I'll be like oh what was her name <laughs> That's your mom. I still don't know her. Anyways. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so drinking game. There you go, guys. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm happy that my, my, my nephew's doing it. And I'm happy he's in there. I mean, I'm very proud of him no matter what he does. But I mean, we're more prouder -er, uh, now that I know he's, you know, writing and stuff like that. Because uh, I am a writer. Not a not good in grammar, but I'm still a writer. Uh, that's the whole purpose of this uh, this podcast, because I just want to show people that if you know if I was able to write, so can anybody. If I'm able to produce podcastings and audio and everything, so can anybody. The pie is for everybody, so we're all here to help each other. You know. Let me tell you about Peanut Crunch. These baked peanuts puffs are so delicious, my son and I cannot stop eating them. Seriously, we cannot stop. Peanut Crunch are a delicious and healthy peanut treat. They have the power of vegan peanut protein, rice, beans, and a wonderful crunch that keeps active kids and adults on the go. I came across Peanut Crunch when I was watching Shark Tank, and I just decided to help out a fellow Central American entrepreneur and buy his product. So I decided to get it, and when I got them, I found out how delicious these baked peanut puffs were, and I became hooked ever since. Go check them out at peanut.com, that is P-N-U-F-F.com, P-N-U-F-F.com, and use my promo code de la roca, and you will get 10% off your order. I'm telling you guys, I cannot stop eating this great baked peanut puffs. Peanut Crunch, P N U F F dot com. That is P N U F F dot com. Promo code De La Roca. Uh, so let's say two years ago, uh, you you decided to start writing, or how did you always wanted to do it? Did you just one day woke up and said, "Okay, my son is old enough and he could make waffles by himself." Uh, it's time for me to start writing. How do that? Because it always amazes me. You know, like I always tell people that I'm not afraid to tell people now that I act. It was such a cliche thing to to do for me uh, when uh, when my son uh, was born, and I decided to finally do something that I was happy and you know maybe use my. I see you could see me. I cannot see you, but you could see how weird my face is. So I, I always tell people, I'm like, my face is so weird and I have this tiny little body, so might as well use it. And I know I could be a character in, in something. Like, if somebody needs a weird-looking dude in a commercial, in a movie, I'm your guy, you know what I mean? Or like, so might as well use what we got, right? So I always tell people. So, you know, when I was finally able to break free of any stigma I had or people had or whatever... And I was able to decide that I was going to do things that made me happy. And I don't want to, you know, like kill myself for money or meaning like do something that I hate just for money. I prefer to do mm -hmm. something that I love. 
for okay money and as long as my son is fine as long as we have food in the table uh long ceilings like this ones we're fine you know and as long as yeah. i'm doing something happy it's going to be something that i you know cherish for the rest of my life and my mental health will be fine you know so how do you just decided to i'm guessing do something that you always wanted to do or you always knew that you wanted to do it um Hmm. Good question. Uh, I actually started writing a little bit when I was a freshman. Now I'm going to kind of date myself a little bit. I'm 42 years old. So this was back in like 94 <laughs> when I was like a, a freshman, like 93, 94. So um, I actually started writing horror fiction. In fact, I did it a lot for my English uh, class. I remember one of the assignments was write a fiction story teacher didn't specify okay he just said you know no adult themes you know yada 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 so horror was definitely on the table so the first story i wrote was about a girl who had a best friend and she ended up uh killing herself in the bathroom so her spirit comes back and she tells her friend i didn't do it so i wrote the story and i turned it in and the teacher said to everybody, okay, I'm going to call you one by one uh, to the desk and we'll discuss your story. Okay, cool. So I go up to the desk. You can you know, call my name, call, go to the desk. And he looked at me. He was like, are you going to write more? And I said, I don't know. It depends if you're going to do another assignment. And he said, well, besides some of the little grammar things, I, I still have problems with commas, but eh, who doesn't? and don't care <laughs> and uh you know he said okay i like the story i like the structure uh i am gonna assign this assignment again uh in a few weeks so what he, he actually did it he assigned the assignment again so i did a second follow-up and it was basically the friend um following uh trails of clues that her ghost friend is leaving her very horrific stuff, but it was really cool. He calls me up to the desk again, and he looked at me. He was like, are you okay? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> he was like, okay. Once again, you know, your core is really good. Uh, I really am enjoying the story. It's a little dark. And I said, yeah, it is a horror story it's supposed to be dark it's not supposed to be you know sunshine and rainbows and he was like okay i'm gonna assign this assignment one more time and it was at the end of the semester and he was like are you gonna write again i said yeah i, I can do a, a final part so once again he did again and i wrote the final part and it turns out it was the her friend's boyfriend that did it so uh, he calls me up again and he was like, are you sure you're okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> there is nothing wrong. You know, I'm a typical teenager. Okay. At this point, who doesn't have teenage angst when they're, you know, in high school. So he was like, do you need to see like the, the therapist or something? I'm like, no, I'm fine. Seriously. There's nothing wrong. Apparently, the story hit him that hard that he was asking me if I was okay. 
So later on in life, you know, things go on. I have my son, uh, you know, then later on I went to college, graduated from college, got my degree. Uh, you know, my boyfriend and I have been together since 2015. I actually knew him in high school. Um, <clears throat> and then about 2019, it was before the pandemic hit. Uh, it was Thanksgiving weekend, 2019. Uh, my boyfriend was at work. And I was at a cafe with my sister. And, you know, I was sitting there. I was like, you know, I, I kind of have this idea about these three spirit type things that it basically follows the phrase, whatever you are in life, you become in death. So if you're a protector, if you're a watcher, or if you're dark, you know, from when you were born, these three entities form the universes, they guide their lineage. And so we were there talking about everything. And I asked my sister, you know, what would you be? What, what, what kind of lucid would you be? And she was like, I'd probably be a watcher because she's been the type to do things from the background. Mm -hmm. I've been more of the protector. And I didn't realize that what was going to happen within the next hour of the cafe was going to solidify this. So we went to the eateries, was in the mall. And we were packing things up, you know, we just finished, you know, shopping. And there was a kid that runs and falls by my table and he starts getting hit on by a group of other kids. You know, he's being stomped and kicked and everything. And of course, everybody's pulling out their phones, you know, recording it because nowadays everybody pulls out their phones and records everything. I take my jacket off and I take the kid and I go to the restaurant and, you know, the the other group of kids already ran off. So I went to the manager. I was like, I need an ice pack. I need you to call the police. I need you to do this. This kid was attacked. You know, you can see like bruising on the head and everything. And so the group of kids came back and tried to get into the restaurant to get to him. They tried to get into the emergency exit. We stopped them. And I stayed with the kid until, um, until the cops came. So his parents came, they took him to the hospital. Um, I went back to my sister and I said, we're going home now. I can't do this. Um, so once the kid left and he was safe with his parents, you know, I went home. And that kind of solidified, maybe this isn't a bad idea to start writing about this. Um, but I was, I had a job at the time. I was an administrative assistant uh, working remotely for a company and uh, the company was great, but uh, I started getting to a point where I noticed a lot of nepotism in the company. I noticed a lot of bullying. I noticed a lot of different things and I, I couldn't do it anymore. So back in May, this is when the pandemic was in full swing. Uh, I just, I couldn't do it anymore. I already had a lot of health issues. And so I left. And I started writing and I started doing little notes about who these lucids are, what they look like. And I just started writing. Uh, so the first story um, that I, let me pull out my book. Give me just a minute. I have a copy of the book here. Uh, the first story that I wrote is called Lost from Chaos. And this was kind of a, a weird story. This was like the very, very beginning I was brainstorming everything and i applied to a job 
to ghostwrite for a company. And the prompt that they used was kind of like this sexist trope thing. It was like your typical dystopian thing. You're, you know, you're the, the guy you're trying to save the world. And, you know, a lady comes up and tries to take everything away from you. So you got to use your sexual prowess to win over the lady <laughs> and everything. So that way she gets on your team. And I took that and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this and run with it. And so I changed it, of course. It's not so, uh, well, what they wanted. I didn't do that. Um, and that's how the Lucids first started, was that story. And so that became the first one in the series. Uh, I actually got some decent feedback from people on Wattpad. And, you know, my boyfriend read it and he was like, that's an interesting concept. Was he like, are you okay? <laughs> no, no, actually. He, <laughs> uh, he actually wasn't. He wasn't like my teacher. Of course, if my teacher would have read that, he would have asked me if I was okay. <laughs> but uh, he, he said, have you ever thought about writing more about these lucids? And I was like, well, I kind of have some ideas in mind. He was like, well, why don't you go ahead and do another story? So I started writing the second story. And the second story was based around the pandemic and around the um, uh, the, the protests that were going on. Uh, so the second story was called Seeking Truth Within Chaos. And this is about a girl who, during the pandemic, she couldn't graduate. You know, there were no graduations. There were no parties, nothing. And in fact, that hit home two ways. Uh, my son and my niece were supposed to graduate in 2020. And they did, but there were no parties. There were no graduation walks. There was nothing. You know, they worked hard, and then they couldn't get anything done. Um, it was sad. The main character in that one is named Gia, and she's actually uh, styled around my niece. Um, during the protests, we were kind of scared. Actually, not kind of. We were. Uh, my nephew, he's in Baltimore, and he's in John Hopkins. He's a medical student, and uh, he told his mom, which is my sister, uh, he said, the one thing that I'm worried about is getting pulled over because he's mixed. His father is from Ghana. Uh, my sister is uh, Latina descent, Mexico descent. And that was a big worry. And my niece, my niece's father comes from Tanzania, uh, same mother, of course. And, you know, we were we were worried. We were really worried about him, especially being in Baltimore. And, you know, that that went through my mind. So a lot of Gia's story comes from a combination of my niece and nephew uh, because Gia is mixed as well. And, um, you know, that, that was really worrisome for my niece. She was here, you know, she would watch the, the protest with her mom and, you know, it was, it was not a good time. You know, you had this pandemic going and then you had, you know, my niece is stuck. She doesn't, she wanted to, she wanted to be a nurse before everything happened, but then everything happened. She was like, I don't want to do this. I can't. And, you know, of course my nephew, in medical school, he's in the middle of the fray over there. And, you know, Gia's story hit home uh, 
um, because I could picture my niece going through a lot of that. So um, her story, Gia's story in that, in that particular one shows how a lot of people can understand where the darkness comes from in the world. And if we know the protests, we know how dark they were. We know where that darkness came from. And um, I wanted to show that even through darkness, there's strength. And so Gia's story, I'm getting choked up here, uh, is very important to me. And it's very important to the family. Um, So in there... Her lucids are her grandfather and her grandmother. Her grandmother ended up being a protector. Her grandfather is a watcher. And her grandfather was showing her the strength through darkness. So he would go through different parts in history. He would time travel with Gia. And he showed different things in history, the Spanish Inquisition, uh, the rubber farms in the Congo during the 1800s with the Austrian king, uh, King Leopold. That was a horrific thing. And then, of course, we all know what happened in World War II. But I don't need to go into that. We all know what happened. And so the grandfather also showed the civil rights uh, riots during the 60s. And he also transposed it to today's time. And Gia was like, nothing's changed. And the grandfather was like, the only thing that's changed are the people. So he was showing her how to be strong. And then her grandmother was showing her how she became a protector. And her her backstory is her father, her father's uh, uh, father didn't like who their daughter was dating. Um so the grandmother ended up dying at the hands of the grandfather at the time. So that's how she became a protector. She wanted to be sure her kids were safe and the person he was dating was safe as well. Um, so during this whole time, you know, they're showing her how to fight, how to become stronger. And, you know, she finally gets back into reality. Um, I'm not going to, sh- I'm not going to tell, tell the, uh, the ending of that, but it's a very interesting ending <laughs> to say the least. Um, but that one, that story holds a, a, a part in my heart. You know, it's, uh, um, so going back, I guess, uh, a year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Most people know this, but I don't think, uh, you know this. So I have been able to travel to 44 States. I have literally like drove across America. Uh, I, I was, uh, um, MC for Pride, uh, and then I would travel from you know city to city and here and there. So I know what America is, right? I know you know ins and outs. I know how beautiful it is, how green it is, how mountains. I know different people. I know how Florida is not just Miami; it's something <laughs> else. Uh, yeah. uh, and you know, you go from uh, Florida. If you go all the way at the bottom, nobody speaks. Uh, uh, English and if you go all the way at the top they don't want you if you don't speak English and yeah. things like that but uh, so and um, if people who are listening cannot see me of course because it's a podcast I'm super brown I have a big 
bushy beard and I'm your typical super brown brown Latino uh, and I'm super tiny so I would get looks and stuff like that so I'm not let's just say uh, I kind of of course nothing compared to if I was uh, darker uh, to what people go through but let's just say I kind of feel sometimes things but just to leave it at this and one thing I saw and I was very proud and I kept saying it to everybody. I was very proud of the youth. I was so proud of young people marching for what it was right, for doing things that are right. So last year I was so impressed for the youth. I had uh, at that time, my son was five and I was working from home. Let's just say if I wasn't a dad, I would have been out there trying to, you know, try to make a change, but I couldn't. I had priorities as I do now. I barely go out, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but I guess everything I do is for my son. And as long as he's healthy, I'm happy. And but I just want to say that, you know, protests and all that stuff. I was happy. I was happy for the youth, how they stepped up. I was happy. I guess that's the only good thing about social media that I see that youth sees everything, right? And they know oh, yeah. what's good and right. And I feel that th the young people can make a difference or at least they're aware or at least the majority are aware of what's happening. They're, you know, for a young person going to a pride like, you know, me, it's okay and they don't see anything different and like i always tell pride events are like the best because all they want to do is have fun just like uh video gamers gamers they just want to play video games and they don't care who what what you are or anything as long as you're playing video games everybody's cool so i just want to say that uh you know my two cents on that uh besides your wonderful story and uh you know it's 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 a really great story to tell and and put it in that perspective that the the themes are there, but they're also like it gives you another perspective in the way you put it. That's pretty amazing. But yeah, I just want to say I'm proud of the youth and I've been saying it for a year and a half and I will keep saying it because I'm very proud how, you know, thanks to the youth, uh, we got a better president, whether you like it or not. So that's my two cents on that and <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, uh, uh just proud of them and your story is pretty cool i mean i wanna it looks pretty good and uh i'm glad you're not okay <laughs> <laughs> you know going back to that it's funny because uh, uh every time you said it i was like uh, uh it's 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 the truth because i always tell people i will be more scared to the quiet ones that to somebody like me that is out there saying, hey, I, I'm crazy and things like that. You know, somebody like you that is writing, expressing their ideas and putting everything on writing, creating art. I wouldn't be like, are you OK? Right. It's the person who is so quiet and doesn't do anything is the one that is not OK. Right. I, I, I mean, that's my opinion, but I'm pretty sure your 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 teacher was like, are you OK? OK. Can I have more? <laughs> That was the best thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the ironic thing about that. The lucid universe, uh, the way I did it, when when a person is triggered to see their lucids, 
they have to go through something in their life, whether it's something traumatic, uh, where it's something with a mental health issue. Um, mental health issues actually take precedence, especially with the new book coming out on the 19th this month. Um, the main character in the new book, Nightmares of the Lucid Child, uh, her mental health conditions are mine. Um, so she actually details it in there. Uh, you know, I'll go ahead and state it. I have a uh, major depressive disorder. Um, I'm bipolar number two. Uh, there's two types of bipolar. The bipolar that I deal with kind of meshes a little too well with the depression. So I can't tell if my depression ends and when that begins and I just go lower. And I also have a slew of anxiety disorders and PTSD from a past uh, abusive relationship that I had. Um, so that's detailed a lot in my series. Uh, in fact, a lot of the main character's life in the new book coming out, some of it's actually drawn by my from my life. And that book, that book was hard to write <laughs> um, on many, many, many levels. And this is where my boyfriend was like, are you okay? <laughs> That's where the phrase came back. And every time he said that, I kept laughing because I kept thinking about my old English teacher. I'm like, yeah, sweetie, I'm, I'm fine. It's just a, a hard chapter to write or a hard scene to write or whatever it was. And, you know, th the one thing... I want my readers and future readers to take from the Lucid series is there's always going to be darkness in the universe. It's just in a matter of how you maneuver through it. And it's true. You know, darkness will never go away. It yeah. will never go away at all. And it's just in a matter of how you handle it, how strong you become. And you always have loved ones by you. That's, That's one of my readers take away from that. Um, now, let me ask you this. I always tell people that for me, podcasting is like free therapy. Uh, uh, you know, the <laughs> therapy that I cannot afford because my health plan is basically no. Um, now, let me ask you this. Did, did it feel good writing the book then? Like, did you, at the end, you felt relieved? Like in a way or did you uh because you know i every time i prefer to tell people hey i'm going through things and i had a rough childhood and uh sometimes even getting a phone call i get anxiety but it's okay right like for me it's okay for me it's better for me to tell people well, hey i'm going through this you know understand me like uh luckily i know i'm crazy now and luckily i know how to handle it and luckily i know how to deal with it and that's why i exercise and that's why i try to be healthy and try to meditate and things like that i prefer to know than not know uh and when i talk to you or my uh, uh partner in my other podcast and we discuss things like this and i talk about it freely uh you know i prefer to be upfront and say it than just to hold it back right but let me ask you this did you feel good or relieved after you finished your book um after the after i finished uh writing my first book that came out last year um i felt like i needed to tell a bigger story um so in the first book i started hinting at quote unquote the one 
you know, the one was only mentioned briefly at the end of each story. There's five stories in the first book. Um, so this one is the one and the big book coming out in October 19th. Uh, when I finished Nightmares of the Lucid Child, there was a sense of, okay, so my story is out there. My story will be out there. And, you know, there's a sense of vulnerability that you feel, especially when you put yourself a lot into, you know, a paranormal fantasy novel. And uh, I actually felt relieved. And, but I also have that same sense of I'm ready to write the next book. And the next book is the continuation in the, the Lucid uh, Universe series, which is coming out next year. I already have the title, already have the cover, just need the story. Um, but yeah, uh, there is a sense of vulnerability. I feel relieved and I'm ready for people to know more about the Lucid Universe series. It's a series I'm very proud of. And, you know, I remember you were talking about social media and everything. And you've probably seen me on Twitter advertise my book, you know, Nightmares of Lucid Child is on pre-order right now. You know, I actually did a free promo of my debut book that came out last year. And, uh, you know, it's just trying to say, hey, look at this concept. Yes, it's a paranormal fantasy. Yes, it's dark fantasy. Yes, it's very scary. It's very, very scary. But, you know, I want people to... I want people to relate to it. That's what I'm wanting. No, the rest, let me let me just say that uh, after I hear about your book coming up October 19th, uh, I'm happy you did it because I'm pretty sure if nobody uh, knows your background and after they read it and then they know a little bit more about you, you're going to help people. So in a way, you're going to help somebody that may be going through a little bit or a lot. Uh, that's what I tell people. Uh, you know, if I helped you either laughing at me or forgetting about something or thinking, hey, at least I'm not, I'm not as bad as this guy. Hey, I helped you a little <laughs> bit, right? Uh, so in a way, you're helping people because they're going to see how such a wonderful story you wrote and you're doing fine and you're achieving your dreams so you know you are a writer and you're a self-published writer and nobody could take that away from you and you have a wonderful story to tell and i'm sure you can help somebody that's what i'm hoping uh you know it's it, it was interesting when my boyfriend was reading like some of the chapters in the new book coming out you know he'd he'd tear up or you know, he'd ask these questions and we sit there and talk about everything. And I'm not going to give away the ending of the book, of course, because it hasn't come out yet. But, you know, he was like, this is going to happen, right? This is going to happen in the next book, right? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't know. The book needs to be written. <laughs> you know, I can't say that. And uh, <laughs> you should have told just... him, well, I'm taking pre-orders. So if you want to throw me 20. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, the pre-orders for Nightmares of Lucid Child is going on right now. Um, it's until the release on the 19th, of course, so it's only a couple weeks left. Um, you know, definitely pick up the first book if you want. It's free if you have Kindle Unlimited. 
Um, but if you don't, it's it's three bucks for the ebook. I think thirteen for the paperback. So it's not a it's not bad. And then for both books, I'm doing hardcover in time for spooky holidays. So I'm actually going to be doing like a little spooky release around Thanksgiving. So up until Christmas Day, I'm going to do like this, like, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas type, <laughs> you know, Halloween meet Christmas. And that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, where could people find you or a website or your Amazon link or your, you know, Yeah. So on Amazon, the only thing you have to do is just look for Tales of the Lucids, Stories Before the Awakening, and you can actually see the series there. Um, the two books are there. Uh, uh, Nightmares of the Lucid Child is the second book in the series. Uh, right now, I'm on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle right now on this one, I actually have a couple of profiles. <laughs> Um, just look up uh, at Jordan uh, under underscore Molina. And so that's my picture. My uh, my cover photo is the Tales of the Lucid's cover. Um, so just look for me there. I'm also on Facebook as well. Uh, just look up Molina Jordan, Tales of the Lucid's. Uh, my uh, Facebook page is there as well. Um, so there's many ways to reach me. There's many ways to see the book. Uh, since now I've got two more books coming out this month, I'll be able to develop a website that's more uh, detailed and intuitive into the whole series. So I'm trying to get that going before the holidays as well. So right now it's Twitter, Facebook, and Amazon. And we'll definitely put the link uh, in the bio of the, of the podcast. So if anybody wants to click it, as you guys are welcome. Uh, you know what? I just want to say that uh, you're doing it. So are you... Um, Did you say you're a full-time writer then? Is that... Because it's funny because, again, I, 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 every time somebody comes in that I met through uh, Twitter or, or social media, I tell them the truth. Uh, unfortunately, social media, it's the only way a little person, literally a little person like me, could promote their stuff, right? Unfortunately, mm -hmm. there's so many people out there that probably don't, you know they have their own agenda or they think uh, social media should be one way or something that if you don't follow them, uh, I'm a piece of shit. Or if, you know, social media's rules are so weird to me. Uh, yeah. I, I wish, I always tell people, I wish I didn't have social media, but it's the only way I could throw things out there. So I, I treat social media as guerrilla style. You go there, hit it, leave right because it's one of those things unfortunately maybe it's the wrong way to treat it but that's the only way that i feel better because then i'm going to be wasting time of reading people how uh i'm supposed to follow you but i don't even follow my loved ones uh, i owe <laughs> you uh, a follow or you don't follow me or my post was stupid but it was meant to be stupid but you didn't get the joke how is that my problem anyway so what yeah. i'm trying to say is that I have this social media hate and love relationship that I still don't understand. So that's it. You know, if people want to follow my stupidness, they're welcome. If not, it's just social media. I don't take it personal and nobody should take it personal. But yeah, and you're doing an amazing job. So uh, once again, where could people follow you, find out more about you? Because I want to 
I want to get that book, you know. Um, it's a very interesting story, and I'm happy you did it because, like I said, you know, I tell people, you know, I go through things. I had a rough childhood, but if I was able to become a better person, try to achieve my dreams, or at least try to get them, I'm okay. Yeah. And if I was able to change my life, become a better person, lose my hair, so can anybody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is something about social media. It... <laughs> okay. So on Twitter, the one big issue I've got are clicks. You know, if you remember high school, how clicky it was, you know, you had the in crowd, you had the jocks, you had this. You ah, had that. yes. It's, it's it's very similar on Twitter and it is it, it can be very frustrating like you know I'm pouring my heart out about the series I get no retweets I get no likes I get nothing but then you have another person that's like you know uh, this is a very important question and it's very detrimental to my relationship pineapple on pizza or no and I'm like seriously you're getting a hundred likes for this shit <laughs> how <laughs> And not only that, too, but uh, you have clicks in there, so they're sharing each other's stuff. The big thing about Twitter is engagement, so you try to intervene, and you get crickets because you're not in the click. And it's like, man, I am 42 years old. I am not in high school. I am tired of this click bullshit. So basically on Twitter, it's like yelling into the void and hoping something catches and of course i use hashtags so my hashtags are you know paranormal fantasy dark fantasy and hoping somebody grasps onto that and sometimes it does and sometimes it's like back to crickets again and then facebook's a whole different animal of social media instagram it's very picture-based i am not a selfie person i am not a filter person any pictures I have of me, that is me. I do not fake a nose or a mouth or skin or makeup or nothing. That's me. A hundred percent me. So I'm not a selfie person, but when I do post, that is a hundred percent me. I don't do filters. It's crap. Uh, but for a lot of people, they do. You know, a lot of people, they, they do do filters. That's just not my style. So on Instagram, it's I do have an Instagram account. Uh, I do try to get followers on there. Uh, if you do want to follow on Instagram, uh, my handle on there is Melina Jordan one. So just look for me there. I don't have a lot of followers there. I'm trying to get some stuff done. Um, of course, I'm going to start doing a YouTube channel called the lucid corner, which I'll be reading the books. I'll be reading the chapters and discussing the, the little methods behind my madness, so to speak, in the stories. And I'll probably start doing uh, like a, a book corner for horror, uh, horror, uh, dark fantasy, paranormal uh, author. So, you know, I could read their book and talk about it, you know, and promote them as well. So that's coming in the in the pipelines as well. And of course, we've got the infamous TikTok. Yeah. Uh it gets a little overwhelming, but you got to get your persona out there. Uh, I just got the the names. That's the only well, And I started posting like the stupid videos I had before. <laughs> so it was like posting stuff. 
Social media is just weird, but this is my take. This is my take <laughs> on social media. Facebook is for family gossip. Twitter is for I hate everything. <laughs> Instagram is for look at my butt and look at my biceps. <laughs> and TikTok yeah. is like if you click it once, you will see it all over again. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. And uh, look, when it comes to Twitter, uh, I. I have had my personal account for like 10 years. Uh, I really never care. Who cares? Then when I wrote a book, I decided to open an Instagram account. And I said, I'm going to promote my book. And it's going to be selling. Of course, that didn't happen. Then I created a different account on Twitter at the beginning of the pandemic. And I said, let me play this stupid game that people play. Which probably you know which one it is. And I wanted to see how it went went well and then i just stopped playing it and people started getting mad and then i'm like let me play a- another game let me post that i would give anybody a free website and i will give them uh, classes and i will bring them to the podcast but i'm not going to hashtag anything i will mm-hmm. literally give you free websites i will make them for you give you free publicity Bringing you to a podcast, no response. Like you said, wow. not even once. And I posted it like a bunch of times. Nobody said, hey, I'll take you on that. Nobody. But I that, even retweeted you as well. Whenever I see your, your thing come up to uh Oh, but this you know, is like free. Even, this is even before. Oh, uh, wow. This is before when I, I had like when I was playing the game of like follow, follow you, follow, 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 follow. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And then and then I stopped and people started getting mad. And I said, let me see if this is work. If this really if this 2000 people really care. And then I started posting like, hey, I'll give you a free website. Hit me up. I will do it for you. Uh, I would do a podcast for you. Nobody even said me. Nobody nobody then i created a podcast for this uh uh, a whole website for this podcast and i told them i'll bring you to a podcast and i'll put your profile in my website like three people and i said a a million times but yet i put something like i farted hashtag ride is lift then it gets like a million retweets Oh my god. So yeah. it's funny because and, then one time somebody called me out. He's like, You're do you're asking for followers and you don't follow back. And I was like, first of all, the one that I always put doesn't say follow me and I'll follow you because there's a lot of those, right? I oh just god, said yeah. if you wanna follow, people follow me. If we wanna retweet it, retweet it. But that's the game I play, right? I don't mm-hmm. I'm not asking for if they want to follow me I don't care. So the funny thing that guy's like, "Oh, you're not following people, you're just uh using us and stuff like that." And I said, "Hey, I've been asking people if they want free websites, nobody care. But guess what? I put hashtag #writerslift and doesn't matter what it says. One time I put like fart 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 and like 15 <laughs> hashtags that said like #writerslift and it got like a hundred retweets, two hundred likes, and it just—it was just fart, 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 fart. <laughs> so that's my problem think- with Twitter. So if anybody's listening and follows me in uh, Twitter, and if I'm a dick for not giving you my one follow, then so be it. But you could be—you <laughs> could be here in the podcast, and we could discuss about you. And because this is what I like, I like to talk to people, and I like doing podcasting. That's yeah. pretty much it. 
I mean, it, it's it's ridiculous on Twitter. I mean, I get I, I have over four thousand followers, and when I'm tweeting out about the Lucid Universe, especially the free book, it was a free promo. No ifs, ands, or buts. You get the book for free. You get the ebook for free. Free, 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 and it's like two books a day. Like the first time was fourteen books, and after that was like two, and then two, and then four, and then finally the last day was two books. I'm like, really, really. But then I notice other clicks of you know self-published authors, and they're clicky, very clicky. They're the ones getting the hundred likes and the retweets, and I'm like. Really? Are you not? You, 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 your book isn't free. <laughs> it's like, seriously? What's up, guys? Jose de la Roca here, and I'm happy to announce that I have partnered up with Live Bearded to share with you all the amazing products that make my beard feel and look this good. So go check them out online at livebearded.com and use my promo code de la Roca to get 10% off your order. Go check those guys out because they're amazing bearded guys just like I am. And they only have one mission, for the beer men to look, feel, and be their best. So go check them out online at livebearded.com and use my promo code De La Roca to get 10% off your order. That is De La Roca, D-E-L-A-R-O-C-A. Let me put it this way. Um, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, they're actually my friends. And it's two guys. And one of them handles Instagram. The other one handles uh, Twitter. The one that handles Instagram is very laid back. He's pretty cool. And the other guy who handles Twitter, um, he was, you know, talking about uh, something. And then uh, my friend said, don't we have like 4,000 followers on Twitter? And he's like, yeah. And yet, those 4,000 followers hasn't done anything to our podcast. So, one time I did the same thing. All this 3,000 whatever I had on my other account that I really just treated as guerrilla style. Mm-hmm. It has not made a dent on my sales. It has not made a dent on my YouTube or things that I really like. I really like podcasting. I really like uh, taking pictures. Hasn't done a dent. So does it really matter if I have 3,000 or I follow 15,000? I'm just a little tiny person that wants to talk to you. But it's not going to matter whether I have 5,000, 15,000. It could work. Again, I'm not a... I don't know how to work it. Maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe I need to start showing my biceps. Uh, but, you know... <laughs> I mean, there there are some uh, some authors, you know, they're they're doing OnlyFans, and I'm like, oh no, no, you know, there's nothing wrong with OnlyFans. Uh, you know, if that's that's your thing, you you do you, but that's not me. But again, look, I'm going to say like I told somebody that uh, came to the podcast that when I uh, did it a couple months ago that hey, I'm very open if you guys need help i'm here for anybody who needs help i will bring you to a podcast whether you like me or not on twitter we'll talk about it we'll discuss it i really don't know how to work that social media thing but i do mean that i will help you and i do mean that i'm here for anybody 
that wants to be in the podcast and promote your stuff. It's enough pie for everybody. So, Melina, thank you very much for stopping by. And any last thoughts? I mean, any advice for anybody who is trying to be a great author like you? If you're trying to be an author, please do not give up. Everybody has a literary universe they want to create and they want to tell the world, you know, don't give up, yell into the void, do what you can, you know, meet great people and network. And I know for a lot of us is very hard, you know, being an introvert, of course, that's super hard for me. But nevertheless, you know, I'm trying to get in there and networking with people, you know, don't give up and write and just write and write and write, write until your heart's content. Somebody out there is going to latch on to whatever you're writing and you're going to be their favorite author. Just keep writing and keep going. Or like I always tell people, hey, my book is also a great coaster. So why don't you just get it? <laughs> Well, my hard covers are coming out. Maybe, maybe they'll be a good coaster there. See, a little expensive, <laughs> but trust me, it will make people be like, "Is this your coaster?" And you'd be like, "Fuck yeah, man, check it out." <laughs> yeah. need, need toilet paper? I got you, bro. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Lastly, where could people follow you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, you can definitely reach me on Twitter. I'm there all the time. You can reach me on Facebook. Instagram, I'm trying to do some stuff on there. It's kind of blah, but hopefully it'll uh, come up. And then, of course, Tales of the Lucid Stories Before the Awakening and Nightmares of a Lucid Child is exclusive on Amazon. The third book coming out called The Death Family is a new subset of the Lucids. It's a new series coming out within the Lucid Universe series that is coming out October 26th. And I always like Two to books. do. I always like to do this at the end. Uh, I heard that if anybody is listening all the way at the end, uh, are you going to give them a free copy? Yes, actually, if there is one person out there that is interested, I will be gifting my debut book for like, free ebook. I'm listening, so maybe I'm the lucky one, but also <laughs> you could send us an email. Hello at josedelarroca.com. Hello at josedelarroca.com. I want to say it. I'm proud of you because uh, I know how hard it is to open up and to tell your story. And I'm sure you're going to help many, many people. And I can't wait. So thank you very much for stopping by. And you guys have been listening to LApreneurs, a podcast dedicated for entrepreneurs out there. My name is Jose, Jose de la Roca. Until next time, goodbye.